Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Panic Attacking, the podcast where we look at anxiety through a comedy lens. I'm Andrew Chavon. And I'm Stephen Rogers. We are joined today by our resident therapist, Dr. Deb, who listens to our anxiety stories of the week and gives us advice and gives advice to our listeners at the end. This one, we have a fantastic episode. I get into the what to do when you have the anxiety, when you get peer pressure to take off your protective corona mask. Yeah, and I, I talk about uh, working with a controversial figure. And the anxiety of being associated with that person. I And we get... Oh, and we also talk about, because of listener topics, we get into the anxiety of a second lockdown and yes. how to handle it. Mental advice about how to handle that. Yes, uh, we also get into uh, how to have a positive outlook and also when raccoons are attacking. Yes, a lot of good stuff. This one was super funny. We were white hot, I feel like. A lot yeah, of riffs. Man. We were like uh, a stove. <laughs> I got blisters on me fingers from, <laughs> from how hot this episode was. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody that's coming to the Panic Attacking live shows, our live Zoom shows. The next one will be November 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. The link will be on Eventbrite and also DM us for the personal Zoom link. Uh, and also one thing they I, I blanked there. The Patreon, $5 a month gets you four bonus episodes a month and $10 a month gets you the video and there'll be other bonuses and swag and all that. So check that out. Patreon.com slash panic attacking. Yes. And uh, thank you, everybody. And stay tuned for the intro. Stay tuned for the intro. Thank you. My heart starts beating really fast. I'm like sweating and trembling. Me too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die? Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, Panic Attacking, uh, where we look at anxiety through a comedy lens. I'm Stephen Rogers. I'm Andrew Chavone. Happy to be here, everyone. Wonderful I, Monday morning. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean... It's I Sunday. We're recording on Sunday, Sunday but, but you're listening, and I'm just trying to be super positive and looking, yeah, it's a beautiful, looking toward the future. Yeah, I like that. I. I've actually been trying to do that. It, it's so much harder than I you would think to positively look at the future. Just to be positive all the. I mean, it's impossible to do it all the time. But uh, am I? I think. But I'm trying to be more positive. It's uh, it's hard. I think I'm wired to be negative. Uh, but most people are. I think. Well, I mean, you and me especially. We always yeah say like, oh, we stink. We <laughs> yeah. Uh, I uh, think that being oh. positive is good, except when it comes to uh, coronavirus results. Hello, people. <laughs> Hello. Check out my COVID. <laughs> uh, all right. That's dumb. Uh, that actually is a, a perfect way to introduce our uh, our uh, always special guest, uh, our resident therapist. Dr. Deb, with over 25 years of experience in therapy, uh, I am watching you watch me do this introduction. I think you did great. I'm I think I did. I'm smiling because you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, always happy to have her. Please welcome Dr. Deb. Thank you for being here. Hi. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Ah, of course. Yes. What, Dr. Is, Deb, Dr. Deb is going to listen to our anxiety stories and give us some advice. Yes. A uh, quick question. Do you have anything about any tips on how to look at things more positive or is, is that as hard as we think it is, or is that a, th- a thing? Uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's really helpful to turn things around. Um, it can be called reframing to, to reframe mm. things in a positive light. Uh, but I actually read something uh, just the other day about how we say, uh, I have to do this and I have to do that. We kind of right. drag ourselves around with all the have to's. Um, you can change that to, oh, I have an opportunity to. Ah, uh, oh, you know, and that's, that's reframing? Yeah, this will make me feel good to get this done, or I'm happy to do X, Y, Z. But kind of like, oh, I have an opportunity here to do this. Um, and it just changes the whole feeling about the have to's, you know? Yeah, that's true. I love it. Have to does make you feel like you have a job. Which, right. Yeah. I mean, who likes their job? It feels kind of heavy, but if you say, oh, I have an opportunity. Yes. I love that. You should uh, switch out your heavy frame for a lighter frame. Exactly. Yeah. One made out of uh, aluminum. It just makes it, you get more energetic, right? So you can get it done and then you're finished. And then you can say, oh, look what I did. I right. got it done. Reframe, reframe beans. oh yeah that's uh uh, i mean that those are disgusting (laughs) yeah let's see you talk positively about uh refried beans (laughs) oh i get Uh, i I, I love when my food looks like cement (laughs) wow that's super helpful thank you dr deb it's a we're already uh off to a great start. That I, I'm trying to do it. It's it's very exhausting. I see you're 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 being positive right now. Already yeah. off to a great start. I know. I uh, there's also a frame in your video to the right of you. There <laughs> is. Uh, I'll reframe it. <laughs> Take it down to the arts and crafts store. <laughs> yeah. I'd go down to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> I get to go to Hobby Lobby. Not I have to. Oh my God, that's the perfect bow uh, that you can also buy at Hobby Lobby. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, killer show last night. We had panic attacking live last night. Yes, Uh, I I mean, this is the great thing about our live show. There's lockdowns rehappening in New York City. Yes. I had live shows that were canceled due to the restrictions, but this show is so much fun. So that fun. it doesn't even matter. I, I really was laughing the whole time. And I truly had a great time. Like all, every one of them has been fun, but it's just like, man, they're great. I, yeah. So grateful for the people that, that come, the new people that were there. Uh, it, it's just nice to have a mix of, of, uh, the familiar faces. Corey was back. That was crazy. It yes, was so that fun. was our, our, uh, loyal listener who was at everyone when we started and then he disappeared and we were worried about him. And then he came back with a triumphant return. Yeah. Chugging seltzer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was wonderful to, uh, see everyone and, uh, 
Amy, the Booker of New York, was there. Uh, I know we had industry in, in the was audience. The actual industry at our Zoom show. Oh. I'm performing in a kitchen and the Airbnb, and there's a person that books me for live shows there, and I'm like standing there in sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, she booked the spoon to your right to perform <laughs> later. By the way, uh, we had another in- interruption riff thing going on. You know that I'm joking when I do those, right? Yeah, okay. I know. I did All feel right. bad, though. It actually kept me up a little bit at night. I was like, oh, oh God. man, I'm sorry I did that. I but know. it was funny. It was a funny thing to riff on that yeah, I interrupted I, you during your comedy set. I mean, my dad did it uh, on my hour, and I made, did the same thing. And <laughs> so it's not a... It, I, I always get in my head because when, when I, you see the opportunity to do the riff, I'm going to do the, the riff, but I, I always worry that you think I'm actually uh, uh, mad. So I want you to know that I'm not. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, think that that feels good to hear that. And very uh, adult of you to say that. Yeah, I feel like, you know, well, you know, yeah. And uh, I'm not mad at you either. Great for uh, for yelling for <laughs> fake yelling at me <laughs> on the show. It's all good. Great. Oh man! Well, good. We got that uncomfortable thing out of the way. I uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have to. That's uh, you know, that's part of the right of the podcast. Yeah. Did you did you make eye contact with my uh screen self when I was talking to you when I did that, or did you look? Oh away? no, I was looking out of the window. <laughs> I was like, What's going on out there? I can't. I can't face this. I get to look away from Steve when he apologizes. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I was I just have trying to, to how to reframe my own window to uh, <laughs> look look brighter outside. <laughs> oh man! Well, it's all good, man. Appreciate that. Of course, uh, I can I, I I might actually watch the recording on this one. To, yeah, which, I, which uh, we are we are uploading it to the Patreon. Yes, for the patrons, and... I did start it like a couple minutes into. I I missed the f- opening riff. I forgot to hit record uh, at the beginning, so it starts during Ophira's set. But uh, oh my god! Oh, the beginning was awesome. The beginning was awesome, and I totally didn't. I hit paused recording when it was just you and me talking, and I'm like, "All right, I'll hit record when we start." And I forgot all about it. <laughs> well, you were in the moment. It's all good. Yeah, but like don't worry. Me we... yelling at you is on there. So <laughs> <laughs> I look. I look great. <laughs> Yeah, the way the rage flickers in your eyes is something I really want to relive. Uh, but I feel so bad. But the uh, no, it's all good. The I wanted to talk. Uh, I hinted at this story in the live show in our beginning riff, so I wanted to talk about it on on this because we didn't really talk too much in depth. But it just happened yesterday, right before we recorded. I you got a haircut like a couple days ago, right? And that inspired me to get a haircut too. <laughs> so I went to the barber. Uh, I'm very inspired. We, we both go to. <laughs> yeah, we both go to the same barber in Astoria, Queens. Uh, I don't live there anymore, but it was right on my street when I lived there. Yeah, it's so hard in these times when you very rarely leave your house to do anything for me. I mean, yeah. So going to the barber was like, I had to psych myself up all day. I'm like, all right, I got to go. You're shadow boxing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing push ups. I'm playing with scissors and running with them. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I'm looking at pictures of hair. I'm like, I need this. So, <laughs> and I'm plus I'm hungry. So I'm like, all right, I'm really hungry. So what I'm going to do is that'll make me leave my house to get find food. Right. I'll get the haircut. Then I'll eat. And that I'll two birds with one stone. And also it's rainy and cold, which makes you really would not want to leave the house. Yes, that's the hardest. And plus I have the long hair. So it was, you know. Yeah, warm. like an umbrella. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was insulation too yeah so go to the barber i get there uh it's completely empty it, it's just one guy i thought they closed i i opened the door and i'm like are, are you and they're like and they and they say the guy says when i walk in uh how can i help you and i i wanted to be like oh yeah i'm just here to browse <laughs> like, <laughs> Why else would I be at the barbershop? Yeah, I just want to look at the pictures of haircuts you have on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to, you know, see how you use some of these combs because I'm interested in ordering them on Amazon later. They have a, do you notice they have a liquor cabinet in there? They do, yeah. But the guy told me that they don't, they, because of Corona, they can't use it. But like, I there's like huge bottles of liquor in that barbershop. Who's, I, who's getting their haircuts? Like, you know what? I'll have a Jack and Coke. Let's uh, let's really live it up. <laughs> let's party here. I, you know, let's, uh, yeah, they, it's like an Eastern European thing because I had another barber in the Lower East Side who was from Russia, and he had a liquor cabinet. And Man. he would be like, shot? <laughs> and I'm like, no, cut. Virginia, where there's no Eastern European people, I've never seen a liquor cabinet, but also I would go to haircuttery in the chains, so I figured that would probably be against <laughs> franchise protocol. To yeah, it's weird. Supercuts doesn't have a beer keg. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, the frat bro uh, tradition <laughs> of supercuts. Frat cuts. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I go in and, and I'm like, I, I don't know what to say because it was such a weird question. Why, why? What are you doing here? And I want, I said haircut, and then I said, for me. <laughs> oh, not for a friend. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to uh, put a down payment on a future cut for for an associate of mine. My buddy's birthday's <laughs> coming up, and I want to get him something nice. So. <laughs> I wanted to give him a big surprise and blindfold him and take him here and, you know, just make sure everything's all paid for. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I actually came to go to liquor cabinet. So I saw a liquor <laughs> cabinet here and wanted to pick up some Captain Morgan's. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you want to, <laughs> do you want to trim? No, gray goose. Actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I want um, the feathers instead of the hair. <laughs> so, yeah, it's weird when you you sit in that chair and you look at the liquor cabinet the whole time. You're like, if I was an alcoholic, it would be close to relapsing. Yeah. It's in your face. There, there are spray bottles that they do the water with is fake Jack Daniels bottles. Yeah, they, they look like a liquor bottle with a spritzer in it. Yeah, it's it's like... This place is, is this a bar where they just don't have 
a liquor license? What's going on? <laughs> uh, well, maybe I guess is. we'll cut maybe. hair until. Yeah, maybe it's some kind of front, or it's like a speakeasy. <laughs> or I, I don't know, but they. I, I gotta tell yeah. you, if I had a couple of shots of that, I wouldn't speak easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd speak really slowly and slurry. <laughs> That'd be funny if that's how you somebody drinks their Jack Daniels is open their mouth and spray it in. Mm, just enough. Like I a only bad like cat. my drinks. <laughs> like a bad cat. <laughs> yeah, when you spray the cat. Oh, oh. I thought you meant because it makes a hissing sound when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so you get the haircut no well i get there after i tell him you know what i want and then he uh we sit down uh you know you have to wear the mask at the barbershop so i had right. the mask on he has the mask on he um he puts the the apron on me and then he um he leans in and he says he leans into my ear and he says it's just you and me here which uh, by the way it's from like Turkmenistan. Yeah, and I I know I, I know just the guy you're talking about. I love the guy, but that would creep the hell out of me still. <laughs> I know. And then the hair the hair stands in the back of my neck like, okay, oh. what's coming next? Maybe he's just trying and to make he, it easier for him to cut it. <laughs> by by saying, well, "Oh, by making it stand up." <laughs> <laughs> if I creep this guy out, it'd be easier to get to. <laughs> the roots yeah all these hairs are standing on their end <laughs> i don't have to comb it if they're straight up <laughs> hey you know what else is straight up the drinks <laughs> <laughs> uh this the the hair that of the dog that bit me <laughs> the hair clippings Cut the of hair the of the dog that bit me <laughs> He, oh, he whispers man. that, and then some guy comes out of the back with a scary mask on. So I go, ah! That's now name. you don't have uh, hiccups or sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So he goes, uh, yeah, he leads in, and he goes, we're the only ones in here. Why don't you take off that mask? <laughs> what are you, the Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Show me who you really are. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, after that, I thought he would say, hey, let's make out. <laughs> and then there was like a minute there where I was like, it is just me and him. There is no one else here, but I still want to wear the mask. And I, I, you know, because somebody else might walk in. I don't know what his deal is. You don't know and what the barber's deal is. I don't know what his deal is. And, uh, but I felt peer pressure to take it off. I felt right, like there of course. Was some kind of weird. You're risking your health for this guy's feelings, or whatever. I don't. I think he thinks I, he's doing me a favor, but right. he's not. He's making me uncomfortable. Yeah, the favor so, he's doing you is cutting your hair. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if it was free, it would be great. A big favor. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so more, more of a transaction. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> you it's are right. solid here he's uh we're having business uh so i go uh i take a beat i don't know what to do and i um i'm like my beard was kind of scruffy so i was like would you be able to trim my beard and he says oh yes 
So I, I take it off for like one second and I, yeah. it felt, it felt like I took off my pants. Like it was so <laughs> uncomfortable. Like I felt so like naked or of wrong. Course. Of to, course. To have a mask off in the business. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I saw my beard. I'm like, it's already pretty good. So then I, I, I said that I'm like, it, it looks pretty good already. Forget it. And I put the mask back on. And, uh, so, wow, that, that might've been a good in and out for the mask, but. I don't know. Uh, I felt super uncomfortable. And then also he was like, you know, he's talking about how he's from like Turkestan. And he's like, I was like, oh, where's that? And he's like, oh, it's next to Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, all the stands. And I go, <laughs> how can he stands it? <laughs> <laughs> and then he didn't, he didn't get it. Or Of course he didn't. Funny. Of course he didn't. <laughs> so, uh, I think it's great, but of course he didn't get it. Well, let me ask you, have you ever been in an awkward situation where you felt pressure to take off your Corona mask? Um, I guess like when I'm around other people that I know well and they all take it off and I still have mine on, I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're going to they're going to think I don't trust them. So I'll, I'll take it off and then I feel weird for taking it off. Yeah, I know. That was like when um, when all this first started, it was like a uh, kind of like one of those movies where everyone pulls out their guns, like one of the westerns, and then they're all waiting for the first person to put down their gun. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> when you're all in a group wearing your mask, you're like, it's like a standoff. You're like waiting for the first person to take off their mask, and then you all take it off. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, it's, it is weird. I feel lately if I'm at a party and everyone's wearing their, everyone's not wearing their mask, I can still wear it. I feel, especially if I think my, my breath smells, then I'll uh, <laughs> definitely keep it on. Cause I'll, I'll have the confidence. I'll have the confidence to talk to people with, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I look like, like a overprotective guy than a guy who smells. Oh, of course. I'd rather be, uh, cautious than, uh, garlicky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially if uh, if the person I'm talking to is a vampire, then <laughs> I'd really want to cover up. No, that's when you went uncovered. So, oh right, oh uh, yeah, that's right to repel them. Yeah, I thought you know maybe in my oh you're friends joke, with the vampire. <laughs> my friend, yeah, he is my friend. In the joke, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? I think they come from Turkmenistan, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of Transylvania. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Dr. Deb, what do you think? Any advice for uh, the peer pressure of taking off a Corona mask or anything? Well, I think when you're dealing with uh, peer pressure, it's sometimes helpful to look at the pros and cons, right, of, of what you can win or lose in the situation. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's definitely no pros at all other unless you couldn't breathe or something. Exactly. So I, th I think with the virus, it's better to be a, a role model and keep it on. It's true. Yeah. Other people's feelings are kind of uh, less important than your own health and their health. Right. You know, you know, do you rather uh, 
And then what, how, how devastated would you be if, if I just left the mask on? I mean, was that even an insult to you? I, I, you know, I don't think it is. Right. I think, uh, you know, and speaking of anxiety, sometimes you get so externalized on what other people think or how other people are going to react. You don't take the time to reflect on what's important for you. Oh, yeah. No, that, that I didn't. I didn't reflect it at all. When he said that, I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> there was no reflecting at all. Well, there was a mirror in front of me. Oh, but... you beat me to it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great. <laughs> yeah, well, that actually might be a, a handy little tool to carry around with you—a pocket mirror. Pull it out. Say, "How do you feel about it?" Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And then people on the street would be like, oh, this guy is uh, <laughs> this guy's really insane. vain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so vain. You probably thought this mask was for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's great. Yeah, but luckily the haircut was good. Uh, in, yeah, you and, look uh, great. And he was like uh there was one part where I was he's he said he had a, a tough job and and where he came from. And I was oh, like, wow. oh, you, you work at a factory or something? And he said, factory, factor. What is this word? <laughs> wow. So I spent the whole barbershop trying to explain to him what a, what a factory was. It's hard to explain if you don't know what it is. Right. I was like, things are made there and <laughs> conveyor belts. And he's like, huh? <laughs> Man. I said smokestacks. <laughs> There's smokestacks coming out of it. Is there anywhere in your country that smokestacks with things coming out I, it was so hard to explain what a factory is <laughs> it's funny you were trying to convey what a factory is and you use conveyor belt <laughs> i know yeah and then uh i, I checked my, if my belt was closed too i, I wanted to <laughs> i don't know what, what else what other moves he was making yeah you thought you took your pants off when you took your mask <laughs> off so <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Um, so what's going on with you, man? That's, uh, <laughs> uh, story number one. So this, this, <laughs> you just labeled it. Uh, so this one is, uh, this one is interesting, Doctor Deb, because I'm more anxious to tell the story than I, <laughs> than I am, that when I lived it. But uh, I, um. So I've been doing stand up. Uh, I was doing stand up uh, in the city the other night and uh, I was booked on this show and uh, there was a drop in which who was uh, Louis C.K. Wow. And you texted me immediately. You're like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. And uh, I got to see him perform. He killed it. Was, and I, I was the host. So I brought him up. And uh, it was crazy, and wow. uh, it was a fun show. And then the next night, I was supposed to be in Pennsylvania with uh, friends of the show, Renan Hirschberg and Joe List. And yeah, Joe, previous guest. Joe, previous guest. Uh, Renan's been on Panic Attacking Live, and uh, oh, that's right, yeah. Um, so we uh, were going down to Royersford, Pennsylvania, and uh, Joe was bu booked me and Renan on the show. And I saw uh, the flyer. The flyer had Joe, Renan, you, and then a 
a shadow that said special guest. Yes. And uh, the special guest ended up being Louis C.K. Wow. um, If you guys don't know, Louis was (laughs) the... I I mean, when I started, he was the comedian. Like, he was untouchable. He he had like five shows going on at once. It felt like he was the guy for at least... It felt like 10 years, I think. Something like that, right? Yeah. And then... Right. People, he, a lot of comedians kind of sound like him still. Yes. I feel like who, you, yeah. And he inspired he a lot of a people. He inspired a ton of people. Was the, the, the he was in a movie. I, I was watching Doc, uh, with Dr. Deb Wolf of Wall Street and he's in it. Oh, he's wow. In a Scorsese movie. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. But he's a Woody Allen movie. He's in like other movies that I saw. He, had a, oh, and he was in this this movie I, randomly. I, I was watching on Netflix called Trumbo, mm-hmm. which is about this the author of a a book based on a Metallica song. That's why I, I watched it. And wow, then, and it's not about a trombone it, player. <laughs> <laughs> That's about Dumbo's cousin, Trumbo. Trumbo, yeah, the he, little elephant. He had a uh, big uh, big feet. <laughs> Dumbo had <laughs> big ears. Oh right, yeah. She's had a big tail. Uh, <laughs> tail bow. So, uh, oh, and he's in it. He's like, has a big role in Trumbo, which wow. is some famous direct. I can't remember what. You sure it's not mean. Columbo's uh, predecessor? <laughs> it's a mashup where uh, Col- Columbo becomes a president. In two- no, yeah. No, he becomes president in 2016 to 2020. Trumpo. Oh, uh, Trumpo. <laughs> Trolumbo. That's funny. They make the same face, Squinty. <laughs> um, Trump and Colombo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now wait just one minute. <laughs> that was really good. That was a great Colombo. You've been hiding that actually, out on me. It's a voice I do for many characters, but I think it fits him the best. It fits him the, the best for sure. Where were you said you were here, but you were there. <laughs> wow. How were you there if you were here? If you were a comedian uh, 20 years ago, you'd be murdering with this impression. <laughs> yeah, and then I'd have to like cross one of my eyes. I think he has one that's crossed. I think he, one was just squintier than the other. Oh, then I would squint the eye. Like, I thought he had like a lazy eye, but maybe. I, I don't know. I thought he was like Popeye. Where one, <laughs> one was squintier than the other. <laughs> Giant yeah, Popeye arms. always got spinach juice in his eye. That's why. <laughs> That's why it was. Yeah, it's, it's just. It was just stinging. Yeah. Arr, this hurts. You've been holding that out, out on me. For I didn't one. know I could do it until right this second. I <laughs> <laughs> um, get you a pipe. <laughs> Stick that in Popeye's pipe. <laughs> All right. That's dumb. Uh. Anyways, so. Popeye's pipe. Uh, Papa, I love your sandwiches, by the way. Keep making them. <laughs> Great chicken. Great chicken. <laughs> yeah, he he was. Uh, he should have been more known for his chicken in that cartoon. I can't believe that guy kept eating hamburgers uh, when he should have been eating Popeye's chicken. Yeah, meanwhile, Popeye eats spinach. I don't even think that's anywhere on the menu. On no, Popeyes. no. He should have been eating mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> mashed potatoes that were grown in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Killing it. Uh, uh, this is my this is my olive oil impression. Oh, Popeye! 
<laughs> I'll do what's the uh Bluto? Is that the guy, the bad guy? Yeah, he's oh, <laughs> I can't remember what he sounds like. Speaking of hack 80s comedians, I remember <laughs> I saw this uh it, this this guy fr- probably from the 80s when I was a kid and he did a Popeye impression and then yeah. he he lo- he took the mic stand and was like an olive oil. That's you. The the mic stand was was supposed to be olive oil. Oh, so I can see that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. She looked like a microphone. <laughs> She's just really skinny, yeah. Because <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, whatever. It was, you know. So, anyways, you're going down. Oh, going I want to hear everything. I want to hear the ride. The uh, you're going to hear everything. I want to hear every encounter. And speaking, I, I we can get in the anxiety before, but I know he gave his credits, but he also was accused of sexual accused and confirmed. Confir- and he admitted it. Yeah, in he an admitted email. it. Uh, I'm not advocating for any of the things. Uh, this is what's making me anxious about this story is he is someone that has been canceled. Uh, but uh, also, I, I, that's where, I, you know, where that's where I will get into that with Dr. Deb, but that's where my anxiety lies. But um, so then uh, we and go. You were also like, you're also like, I'm even afraid to talk about it on the podcast. And I'm like, there's photos of you with him. There's photos. Right, right. But uh, I love, I love, uh, I love Joe List. I love Renan. So I was like, I'm gonna do this show. This is great. And then I found out Louis was on it, and I'm like, gotta be honest, it's kind of exciting. I get to see him do a show. I've never seen him live. That to kind be of in stuff. a in a car with him. Yeah. So we ride down. And the whole time I'm as quiet as I've ever been in my whole life. I don't know what oh, to really? say. Yeah, I, I, uh, I That's do my some move too. Yeah, like we met at the comedy cellar, which, if you don't know, is for the people that don't know. I know you know this is the biggest club in the city, and we meet right. there. And uh, I, I feel weird being there. I'm not past there. Everyone that's on the show is past there, but me. So I'm like, just I feel like a. A guy that doesn't fit in. Everyone on the Royersford show is past. Yeah, there? yeah. Ronan works there. Oh. Joe List there, and Louie works there. Obviously, right, and right, right. So uh, we we're hanging out there, and I'm I'm riffing at the Louie's not there. It's just Renan, Joe, and but the staff and the Booker of the cellar are there, and I'm just like riffing with them, and like I'm killing at the table. Oh, that's great. And I'm like, oh man, maybe the car ride will be fine. I get in the car and I shut up <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> Pouring. You start, rain. You start pull, playing with the um, reclining device. You know, you just recline <laughs> your chair up and down. Yeah, the whole ride, you just hear <laughs> uh, the window goes up and down. You're like, I'm busy back here, everyone. Can't talk. Yeah, I reframed it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we uh, we're at the we leave the cellar to go. Uh, Louis driving there. He's driving us there. What kind of car does he have? It's a Ford something. I'm it's like, a Ford. I think. I don't know cars. I heard he drives a, a Porsche, like SUV. I don't know what he drives. I got to be honest. I've, I don't know what it was. Well, how is it inside? Was it nice? It was nice, but it wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, in your face. It was a nice car. Okay. Um, I, oh, man, I feel like I'm telling too many things. This is weird territory for me. You didn't but, tell uh, anything. All you said was he didn't talk, and it might be a Ford, which I highly <laughs> doubt he drives a Ford. Well, we uh, 
we get there, we get there and we meet him and he invites us inside to his home. Oh, really? So, and, uh, we're only, I'm, I stand in the doorway. I don't go in. I, I'm afraid to go in. I'm nervous. <laughs> and, uh, he called me Mike. <laughs> How do you and get I'm like, that? Yeah, I'm Mike. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm talking to into one. Is that what you mean, Lou? That's how he's like. Uh, why do I look at you and think you're Mike? That's well. That's what where you think I do most of my comedy as uh, at open mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, he's how does his, his house look good? Yeah, I mean, I mean, does he have an apartment? I believe I believe it's a house. I mean, I didn't go. I didn't really see anything, uh, but you know, I imagine it's uh, amazing and has a water slide and uh, giraffe. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he's the richest person I've ever met. I'm sure he has uh, everything in there. But um, he, by the way, super nice guy. He was very generous, very nice. The uh, the rock. He drove us all the way there, which was amazing. Like he could have got there on his own and had us find a way to get there. And, uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I was quiet the whole he, ride. He is rebuilding his image. So I mean, that's, that's why I offered you guys a ride. He's like, I'm going to start with these three. Yeah. And then he was like, what's your favorite charity? I'll, I'll donate a million dollars. I'll be like, my charity is this bank account. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we get to the, the whole way, the down pouring rain. Wow. And it's like a one of those rides where you're like, oh God, is it is it uh is this dangerous? Is anybody gonna be at the show? It's an outdoor show. It's pouring rain. We know they have a tent, but like are people even gonna be there? Right, right. And uh it's like dangerous driving and like <laughs> but you know, he's doing fine, but it's just like the where you look out the window and you're like, if I was driving right now, I'd be so nervous. Right. And he's being all calm and cool. And the ride down there is great. You, but, do you start saying some words? Uh, I think I got the out there. <laughs> and hmm. And then he, he, he maybe read a billboard out loud. <laughs> oh, uh, half price nachos at this place. <laughs> oh, Taco Bell. Next exit. <laughs> uh, well, Ron on Joe and Louie are all movie buffs big time movie buffs and they're all talking about like big movies Scorsese movies and and all this stuff and I haven't seen any of the things and uh, they're like oh man and they're on like they're talking about Hitchcock movies I haven't seen anything but Psycho so I was like oh man I I never in my life thought I would have to take a cinematography class in order to bond uh, with my with two of my closest friends Ron on and and Joe, like I couldn't get a word in with two people I know really well. Yeah, I couldn't even join their conversation. Um, and by the and, way, uh, I just remembered that he wasn't in a he wasn't in Wolf of Wall Street. He was in American Hustle, which is it came out at the same time. It's almost the same. Oh, movie. I knew he was in that. That's right. Yeah, sorry. It's uh, people well, are screaming at the computer right now. But yeah, that's the part that they had a problem with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, we get down there and, uh, as we're pulling in, Louis like, I don't think anyone's going to be here. This is just like, 
pouring rain no way and it stops right when we get like near the venue oh cool get there giant tent packed wow like i think there was like 80 people there oh my god and uh it's outdoors. It's a vented, like a, a lot of ventilation in the tent. Like it wasn't a closed off tent. It just overhead. And um, we get there and it's like packed. And uh, Joe's like, all right, after the host, it, it's going to be you. And then Ron on me. And then I'm going to bring up Louie. Wow. And I'm like, oh, man. All right. I'm first. And the whole ride down, I don't look at my jokes because I'm just like, the guy I, I watched all his specials of is in the front seat. Yeah, the guy you watched all the specials of is is uh, turning on a, a turn signal and, and merging. Yeah, has his uh, wipers going on at top speed. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we get there, and uh, this was fun. This is, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't like uh, giving my pens to anybody. Oh, um you i'd give a pen to no problem because you're i love you and i didn't, I, know, I had no idea yeah i had no idea you had these reservations well if you asked for me for a pen i'd do it no question but i it's only like, ask if i it's absolute emergency like right. if, if the uh in, in 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 ever since i was a kid like it could be grade school the scantrons are being passed out <laughs> i'm literally walking around the classroom looking under radiators to see if a pen, pencil <laughs> Pencil rolled under a radiator, so I wouldn't have to ask anybody. I I always had uh, extra stuff. Actually, that reminds me of a Brian Regan story. I remember him saying in an interview once, he's like, he brought an extra number two pencil to a test one time because he knew this one kid wouldn't have a number two pencil. <laughs> and he's like, the face of relief the kid had when he handed him the pencil, he was like... Cause it was like a make or break test. Like if you didn't have, a oh. pencil, you didn't take the test. <laughs> I always, and I was like that guy, I had extra stuff. So I had like, I have it, but it bothers me giving it to people. I don't know well, cause they just put it in their pocket and leave. Oh yeah. And that drives me nuts. But, uh, so I don't, I tend not to give pens to anyone unless I'm really close with them. So we get there. And but then, gonna... but then if you give somebody a pen, you're like, Hey, we're pen pals. <laughs> Then you, you can high five. Keep in touch. No, but seriously, <laughs> get, seriously, give that back. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, uh, we're in the green room and uh, Louis pulls out his uh, notebook and he's like, hey, does anybody have a pen? And uh, I was like, I was like, here you go. Uh, just to be like nice. And I, and uh, finally you say some words. Right. And uh, <laughs> I'm doing things. He, he looked at me. He was I like, exist. Wow. He's like, wow, Mike can talk. Um, <laughs> he said I, that? He didn't say that. that oh. Uh, <laughs> damn it. I thought that would kill. I thought uh, you were being sincere. I, no, I didn't. No, no. Yeah. Uh, so I hand him the pen and uh, he's like, thank you so much. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. And uh, he starts clicking at a million miles per hour. And uh, while he's looking you're, at you, you're it, gripping your hands like, <laughs> oh. Can only click and so then, much. And then this didn't bother me. It just made me laugh because it was like everything that if an, anybody that wasn't someone I watched a million times, if anybody else did this, I'd be like, what are you doing with my pen? But it's him. So I'm like, you do whatever. Right. You can uh, put it in a vat of acid right in front of me. Uh, he starts. 
he starts clicking my pen on his head. Oh my god! Because what? Why? Why? He's reading his notes and just like making notes and stuff. But you know that thinking stuff you do with a pen. Uh huh. He's, he's doing like the weirdest thinking stuff with my pen, and then never gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot all about it, and I wasn't gonna say anything. It's probably stuck in his skull right now. <laughs> it's probably embedded into his brain. Yeah, you see his hats are a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> his hair looks weird. Yeah, the pen's holding it up. Uh we uh so we go and it and the the show is on it's at Soul Joel's uh, comedy lounge in Royersford, PA. They have a show set up on like sand, but it's all mud now because of the rain. Wow. So like we Woodstock. get Yeah, we get out there and it's like your feet are sinking and everything. So I go. It was a quicksand. The host is James Mattern and he's killing and I'm, and I'm next. I'm like, Oh man, I haven't looked at my jokes. I go up there and I go, man, this feels more like a USO show. And <laughs> it, it, boom, that kills. And I'm like, I know like we were only in the car for two hours, but I feel like I'm in Bangladesh and it, there's just, <laughs> <laughs> they're dying i'm like is this a rainforest where are we and, and i'm like i i i i know there's a popeyes around the corner but i feel like we're in another country and they're dying and i'm oh like oh my god steven bringing the heat bringing the popeyes and, spicy chicken <laughs> no spinach <laughs> and <laughs> i uh and then i get into the uh, uh, uh sw the, my swimming jokes and I stumble and and uh, mess up the swimming joke, and uh, I and then I make fun of how I go. Oh man, this jo this joke's dead in the water, and that kills. And I go, what if I just started doing laps in that pond over there? Because oh, there's oh man, That's huge great. huge ponds from all the rain. There's like huge lakes in like people were sitting around these ponds that were oh, in my the God. sand. And uh, I get off, and I'm like, man. Oh, and the, the stage was really high. So the tent was like right above my head. I'm like, this is the closest I've ever been to a ceiling. <laughs> and, uh, Jesus, man. Wow. You're like white hot. I, well, I, I think it was all the nervous energy from the ride, from the cellar, from the, the pen. pen. <laughs> Big pen. I want, you know, I want, you want to be liked and it's, it's, uh, it's weird. It's a whole situation. You don't know how to, f I didn't know how to feel the whole thing. I still, you know, it's weird. The floodgates opened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were performing at the floodgates and yeah. uh, in a flood. Then Renan goes up and murders and then Joe kills. And then Joe brings up Louie. The place goes insane. Cause they had no idea. Right. I, I think, assume. I don't know if they knew or not. I mean, maybe they word of mouth, but it was never like said online or anything. And uh, they the place goes nuts. He kills for a half hour, all stuff I've never seen, and then uh, gets a standing ovation. Wow! And uh, and then I real and then we have to go immediately because you know people are gonna crowd him. So we run to his car, and I realize I left my backpack in the green room. Oh, I hate when that happens. And I'm like, oh god, I gotta go get it, and it's locked. So I have to go the get green this room. The green room. So outside I have to go get... is locked. What is it? A shed? It's it's in the building a... next to the the sand and put uh, a padlock on it with the combination 
It, it, well, it was it needed a swipe and the, the security, ah. the security guy had the swipe. And I said to him, I, hey, we got to go in there. And then he's like, yeah, all right. And I'm like, no, I need to go. Like, we, we need to leave. And he's like, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of traffic getting out of here. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just let me in there. And <laughs> and I grabbed secure, the, secure, please. I, I grabbed the backpack and I sprint in there. Uh, sprinted to the car. I get in the car and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And Louis's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then I realized I came in the car just as he was finishing talking about comedy. He was giving all this comedy like uh, knowledge to Renan and Joe about performing. And I caught the end of it. I didn't get to hear it because my backpack was stuck in there and the guy wouldn't let me in. Oh my God. I missed all of it. And then, uh, we uh we're riding back and we saw a movie like that where they're like all right and then like there's crunching or static and he's like and that's the secret of life oh man <laughs> regan does that when uh <laughs> when somebody inter interrupts or something like he's talking to people and then something happens and he <laughs> he goes let me finish all right i'll finish my story real quick and that's the meaning of life and <laughs> 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 it kills me every time uh so then um we uh we're leaving and then there's an ice a local ice cream shop and Lu louie and joe are like let's get some ice cream and i'm like oh my wow. god i'm gonna have ice cream with these guys this is so great this is the best night ever like truly a fantastic night yeah uh, this is really like you know like we, a family time. I know. We pull SUV, in the ice, ice cream stop. <laughs> we pull in the ice cream shop parking lot. No cars. Right. But the lights are on and we're like, I wonder if it's open. And the guy comes out and takes the sign away that had the chalkboard sign. Uh -huh. and, and then the lights turn off and we're like, no, <laughs> Louie opens the door and yells, please. And all the lights <laughs> and all the lights come back on whoa and i don't think their they, voice activated i <laughs> i don't know if they knew who he was or not but then we we uh we he gets us ice cream he buys us all ice cream and then uh he's super generous i think he tipped like huge because i heard like trumpets and a kazoo and trumbo uh, <laughs> trumbo <laughs> and uh and then we uh, drove home and uh, he dropped us all off in Manhattan. And then that was well, it. Was the ride where you felt looser on the ride back, like talking to him? And okay, is it, was, that's one question. Follow up question. Did he say anything about your set? Did he say good job? Or? He said good job to me and Renan. And like he said, great stuff. I don't know. I, I don't know if you saw my whole set because it was raining. It started raining again during my set. But ah. I saw him. I saw him rot, watch uh, Renan, and Renan murdered. Um, so I know he said it to Renan. He said good jokes to me, but I don't know if you saw the whole thing. Wow! Um, so he he missed the USO riff. Yeah, I think so. And then, um, <sighs> but I'm not positive. Well, he probably heard. He probably heard everyone laughing really loud. I I, I think so. I don't know, but uh, I he was very nice, and I I believe that he watched some, but I don't know if he saw the whole thing. But um, then uh the write-up was good but uh still i was just like all these emotions and thoughts it was crazy and 
in my head the entire time. And then we get out and Renan and I rode back to Brooklyn together. And we talked about how in head in our own heads, we were the whole time, how crazy. Oh, it was. wow. And it was insane. So Did Renan share any of the advice that Louis gave him. No, I don't. <laughs> he's keeping. He's taking that to the grave. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, he's got his, his lips are sealed. Uh, but yeah, that's what happened. Crazy story. Uh, so I guess the things for Doctor Deb are. Uh, yeah, what do you do? Like how do the, the yeah like, what presented? I can't think of it. Yeah, like I don't know how to f- feel. Like I I I mean I I love his work and stuff, but you know there is. Uh, some the dark things, side yeah there's some so it's like yeah it's just uh uh confusing and conflicting uh dr deb is she asleep what? no yeah, she's I'm, she's I'm, unmuting I, I was le- letting you finish your oh sentence. <laughs> right so oh, that's a good therapist our ours uh interrupts us all the time and <laughs> gives bad advice um <laughs> so you're saying that you're Torn between the idol and uh, knowing that the idol has these faults, right? You're right. like seeing uh, both sides of the person. Yeah, I'm. To be honest, I'm even nervous just talking about it on here. But uh, yeah, talking about what part? Uh, what I'm nervous. Okay, about. so I don't know if you know Doctor Deb, but he, he was keep, well. We don't. Uh, I don't want to say what it what it was but he got canceled and it's a whole thing i don't want to uh yeah i i trying to think of a nice way to say it but well we'll just we'll not well, i don't know let's not do it but uh yeah. i don't get too graphic well, but it was I, sexual I, in nature I, I, and took advantage I, I don't think it's unusual for uh our heroes uh to have vulnerabilities that could even be you know fatalities uh, to their career and and so it, it's really hard to uh, be able to balance uh, the, the person who we think it is with a person who we didn't have any idea uh, of that, those aspects of that person. And, and it happens uh, quite a bit, um, right? It's, it's very rare these days that we have a hero uh, that is unscorned and mm-hmm. that we don't find disappointments in. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, the fact that you feel anxious about it, I think it is that ambiguity uh, that, that you feel. Um, you have all of this ambiguity about this person. And um, it's interesting that you say that you're not sure that you want to be associated with that. Um, but yet w- w- your reticence uh, to um, talk, you were you still having that uh, hero uh, worship in, in the car on the way down. Right. I think it's more the, uh, the judgment of others. Like uh, um, being associated with him. You being associated with him, you're worried about the judgment of people giving you. I'm just worried of the judgment of other people in general, even when they listen to this story or on this app. It's a new thing for me. And And talk about a downfall. I saw him live 
maybe in 2011 or something at the Beacon Theater, I was all the way up in the top and I just saw like a microscopic Louis right. talking in a packed theater and I was laughing the whole time. And now he's in a rainy tent with you, you yeah. know, like, like, like with 80 people. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about a downfall, Dr. Deb. This is how bad the controversy was. This man. Right. And I packed theaters. He played at Madison Square Garden. Now he's at a rainy tent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I yeah, I, I understand that. I, I just think, uh, you know, we, we face this issue. Uh, it's kind of a universal issue where you, you have someone that has all these positive attributes yet has all these uh, uh, negative points. But what Stephen is also saying is that you you have to put the responsibility and the blame where it lies because we're standing next to a person or know a person does not mean that we assume any of that blame or the responsibility. Mm. And I think that, that, you know, that, that being externalized um, view of things that we were talking about earlier, what do other people think? You, you have to like put their thought on the person that's responsible. So it, it's about Louis C.K. It's not about Stephen. Right. Right. That's a great point. But so we, some, he, I think he's worried that maybe saying, being around him might co-sign his actions, but I, I guess yeah, that's really extreme. Right, but when, <laughs> when, with persons with anxiety, they assume guilt. That doesn't belong to them. Well, I I don't oh, yeah. want to yeah, and I don't want to be uh, uh, shamed for en enjoying how great that night was. Basically, I thought it was really fun and uh, a great time, and he was very gracious and and wonderful. So it's an it's a weird uh, thing, you know. Yeah, well, people do deserve an opportunity to rehabilitate themselves and. Uh, learn from their mistakes. Yeah, right. He's definitely not doing that again. I mean, oh <laughs> I mean, boy, <laughs> or if he does, I, oh, all right. I hope. I don't know. I mean, I would hope so. After the <laughs> right. Well, yeah, everything that happened. Yeah. All right. Great. I feel better. Uh, it's just a weird. Uh, Doctor, that was amazing advice. I feel like that was amazing. Super helpful. Well, I was also going to say that when you started off your story. Stephen, you said you're anxious to even begin the storytelling. Yes. And that really struck me because that, that's the magic of therapy, right? When you go to the therapist, you're like thinking, should I or shouldn't I? I want to say this. But right. the narrative itself is, is healing. That's the magic of therapy. Just being able to put the story to what your thoughts are, to, to put it out there. And tell the story is uh, part of the, the healing. It's the talk therapy is kind of the, the talk is the therapy. Mm. Interesting. That's so true. And I'm at a therapist and I had like this weird thought in my head and I say it out loud. It's like, oh, I feel better. I feel like I'm cleansed of the weird <laughs> thought, you yeah. know, even yeah, though it's not weird. I've... Exactly, because it, when when it's held in, it's it's kind of like uh, it ricochets off all parts of your brain, right? And, right. 
so when you get it out, you can actually see it for what it is. And it's just less intense. Um, yes. It's like that monster under the bed. That's a, a shoe and a, and a baseball glove. Yeah. Yell yeah. at me like monster. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess so, you know, that's a inside callback for the Patreons. Oh, basically what you're saying is I, I don't want people to think of me like they think of him. Well, uh, that's, I, yes. I think, yeah, sort of. Uh, what I'm saying is I don't want people to uh, shame me for enjoying myself and thinking that he was a very nice person and that uh, it was a great time. And I enjoyed the, his stuff and I still think he's really funny and, that I had a good experience. I don't want people to uh, uh, hate me for that, I guess, is my fear. Well, I see that a lot in uh, therapy with people that grow up with um, per, uh, parents who are alcoholic or, or abusive. Right. That's a predominant thought. I don't want them to think bad of me or I, because I have a moment of joy with this person that right. does not have good behaviors or has negative behaviors, but, but that's life, right? To have yes. moments of joy and moments of crisis. Mm. Right. Yeah. I love it. That's super helpful. Thank you, Dr. Deb. That, that was, was really deep. That was as deep as the puddle at the show you performed at. <laughs> it was a pond. It was, it was yeah. a pond. Yeah. Right. The pond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah and, and steven it sounds like you're really good at improv huh oh yeah i guess so uh yeah man yeah. that's yes that's good and stuff. yes uh, and uh, yeah <laughs> oh. uh thank you doctor that was super helpful uh i think we have time for the the one topic well we should do the two because i think the the one of them is very poignant to people who are listening and then the other one is is pretty funny Great. So we can do the poignant one that might apply to everybody that we could get Dr. Deb's advice on. Sure. Uh, uh, the The first one would be uh, Christine is worried about quarantine part two. And uh, and I'm worried about that, too, a little bit, even though I feel like I am uh, more prepared for it than before, mainly because now we know how to figure out Zoom and I'm used right. to working at home. And right. I, I you know, I don't. Um, I won't really, the only difference is like going out less, but the things I was going out for were less anyway. So now it's, I, you know, I went from going in, in March, it was more drastic because I went from going out every single night being out to being in now I'm like out, not as much. And plus it's cold, you know? Yeah. So it's, I mean, you know I'm, I'm ready. Saying? I'm ready for it. I knew it was coming. Uh, and, uh, anything to uh stop from this spreading i think it's important i think it's uh our responsibility uh if i'm to be so uh forward to say that um i think that we have to do it and you know stop what's happening and maddie's therapist i, I want to get my uh dr Depp's thoughts on this maddie's therapist said that the way to treat the pandemic is to picture that it's never going to stop so you right. can kind of pivot to your uh, your life that way in the mindset that it's forever. That seems pretty dark. But Doctor Dave, what do you think <laughs> of that advice? I, I don't. <laughs> no, I think 
advice is to really get in the groove and then you know uh when it does stop you you'll be okay i mean it'll be rewarding um mm -hmm. it's kind of like um just look, looking forward at, at things and moving uh, through it. Um, you can't, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, you just have to move toward it, keep right. moving toward it. Um, right. Yeah. I used and to, I, I think sorry. perhaps uh, with the election soon to be over, it's not quite over yet. Uh, but right. uh, when that settles down, maybe we'll get more news uh, about how we are coping. I, I think part of the issue with the pandemic going on again and having the lockdowns again is we, we just have so many uh, um, crisis news, right? It's just crisis news about the the, the increase in positive uh, testing, the increase in hospitalization, ICUs, uh, you know, being full. But if we were to have news about how we're being effective and, and what's working. Um, yeah. That, I right. think that would help too. Yeah, like if they covered our Zoom show last night, they'd be right. like, wow, they're doing great. <laughs> I'm joking. That's a joke. Well, I I, uh, I see this as like this is how winter would go sort of anyways is a lot of indoors and a lot of I mean, obviously more extreme version of winter. But like whenever I went through winter or and and was fighting like how your mood changes during this time of the year, right. I always found it was good to make a project or something that to look forward to. So you're just pursuing this thing or looking forward to something. And that might be what we need to get through the round two of this quarantine. Yeah. We have all those nostalgic uh, TV shows. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, of uh, the 1950s. I think that's what we should do. We should just fantasize and pretend uh, we're in the 1950s because in the 1950s, uh, no stores were open on Sundays stores closed at noon on saturdays wow there were no, yeah. no restaurants uh around or malls or anything so we could just pretend we're in a time machine and, and go back a few uh decades uh to appreciate uh, how far we've come with uh everything being so available right i mean you know minus the uh um uh, minority and women's rights issues. But, <laughs> well, that, that would be, <laughs> we're working on reframing. Reframing uh, those. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was not ideal, but I, I, I'm just saying um, our expectations. Oh, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it wasn't ideal, but there were moments of joy in those times. <laughs> Thanks. No, but, uh, our expectations today, we have so much availability of everything. Part of dealing with the pandemic is realizing that uh, we're, we're limited and we're just not used to that, right? We have, uh, we don't have a lot of um, um, being able to be patient. Uh, there's lots of evidence that there's uh, little patience in our society and that whatever we want, it's ubiquitous. We, we can just go get it at any time. Um, so this limitation of the pandemic is is more um, than a fear of a virus. It's just right. it's just limiting us, and, and I think that's part of why people 
just gave up on their masks and, that, and now we have the increase in virus because they just, mm-hmm. you know, don't accept limits. Um, Definitely. Yeah. We got to yeah. send an episode of my barber. <laughs> oh, uh great thank you dr Dad. that's super helpful we have uh one more um, yes from matt fishman he's our friend and listener and he just got married or no engaged engaged he's, he's very funny engaged. Congratulations to him. he's so funny uh he wrote uh my neighbors had a party in their backyard and left a bunch of food out for days and now raccoons have moved in t- into the backyard, and I'm anxious about the raccoons taking over. <laughs> oh God! I and I and I reply to him. There's this YouTube thing that I just watched called the Raccoon Whisperer or Raccoon. Yeah, I don't know if it's, it's his. One it it's is. his freako guy. This ups in the middle of nowhere, and he he goes out to his porch with a like a five pound thing of hot dogs, and all these ra- raccoons surround him and jump on his shoulders, and he gives them all hot dogs. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I was hypnotizing watching these things <laughs> go to town, and he's like, thinks he's king of them. And wow, that's They're... a really, that's a really fun video, though. It's just amazing. you saw it, mom or Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> just... You saw it. I wanted to send it to you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's amazing how uh, the raccoon will pick up one little thing, the hot piece of the hot dog, and go away and eat it. And the other one comes and picks up their piece. Mm. I've never known raccoons to, to be so polite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, really they you say know, thank you he, and write him a card. And He did that because his wife was taking care of the raccoons, and she died. Oh, and my goodness. Oh, God. Her, her dying wish was that he would take care of the raccoons. So it's kind of... Uh, really sentimental engagement ringtail uh <laughs> but that that story hey, talk about talk about wearing wearing masks those are the animals <laughs> <laughs> that, that story reminds me of the, the they write in about the trash can right getting blamed because the person didn't uh right the right away it's like what do you do uh, with neighbors uh, that uh, do those kinds of things, and it it really impacts you in, in a negative way. Wow, yeah, I, uh, I, I, yeah, my advice is really, I mean, in all honesty, I know where he lives. Call three one one, which is the New York City hotline, and and say there's raccoons and garbage in this guy's yard, and I would just rat him out, raccoon him out, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> him out. Get them out. Get this. Get, take care of the situation. They they don't want the raccoons around because they have rabies and. Great. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it is a community health. I got to tell you, man. Your Matt, your uh, your neighbor is a real trash panda. Uh, <laughs> he's a real bandit. They look like him. They look it's like, like Cooper. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's a deep cut. Uh, man, Wait, what was it? What? Sly Cooper was a video game where there was a uh, raccoon that was a thief. Oh, really? I never yeah, uh, heard that one. I played them. They were good. Uh, like one of those Bible games. <laughs> My friend had one that was like, you, you know, you. I never heard of it, but at the end, you have to read a Bible verse. No, that was definitely not. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I think it's the uh, the neighbor's fault, not yours. And... He, they should be calling three one one, but whatever, you know. Well, you gotta take care of it. Obviously, they. Yeah. Or maybe they're quarantined. Maybe they don't want to go outside. Yeah, taking care of. Varmints. I'm joking. Uh, probably not. What? Taking yeah. care of varmints. 
apartments. I was trying to make uh, it sound like business. It didn't work. Yeah. Isn't there a movie called Raccoon? Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> you you could also call animal control, right? You didn't have yeah. to re- report it, but you could call animal control. This is major time to uh, animal control. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. You call 311, you get both oh. departments. They're, ah, they're like yeah. the non-emergency number. Like there's 911 and there's 311. And you call 311 and they'll be like, all right, I'll connect you to animal control and this other the garbage Do you have any people. 411 on 311? So 411 is information. 311 is, is New York City. Like, <laughs> How did you miss that joke? I, I got it, I guess. I, <laughs> Give me the four. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say give me the 411 on 311? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> sorry. I was getting all wrapped up in my 301 rant. Yeah. I, I love that band, by the way. 311. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We got to wrap this up. We're going over. But uh, Matt, good luck with the war on raccoons. And uh uh, everybody, good luck on the, the, the quarantine part two. We're going to be okay. Just stay safe, wear your mask. And there's Panic Attacking Live to uh, keep you company every other Saturday. We might have to do that two weeks. I mean, if if, if real lockdown happens, we, I, we I could do I it every week. Material, but I mean, be... we'd have to get uh, to make sure we can get the people. I think every two weeks is what gets the people in. But Yeah, that's true. Maybe if it was every week. If there was truly a lockdown, we'd have more comedians available. That's true. All and right, in, something to consider. In two weeks is Thanksgiving weekend, right? Um, actually, the next one will be. Uh, the next one will be the twenty. Yeah, the twenty eighth, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. All right. So, well, I mean, I'm able no, to, I'm I'm willing be, to do it. I'll be in Virginia. Yeah. All right. Perfect. All right. So well, a couple things. Well, just before we sign off, speaking of mass, I mailed out. If you remember the Patreon, you you're going to get a Corona mask with our faces on it, uh, a swag bag of stickers. There's a keychain, a magnet, all this cool stuff. And if you want another one, if you remember the Patreon, I'll say for six months, I'll mail it to you. That's, Great. Uh, that's how long everyone who got one was. And if you're a $10 a month member, you get a little bit extra. Uh, and yeah, so they're all mailed. I t- told the story on the bonus episode, but expect it Tuesday, which is tomorrow yes. or today. I don't know. And you can sign up for our Patreon. It's uh, five bucks a month. Uh, for uh, four bonus episodes a month and 10 bucks a month. If you want videos of all the, the episodes i don't know we missed the episode here and there but now with lockdown we're we're, we're back sticking, baby we're back baby <laughs> we're on the clock we're uh yeah it's, it's uh pretty regular now <laughs> just like my, my movements okay uh Matt mountains <laughs> Matt movements <laughs> Matt movements <laughs> all right uh thank you dr deb for being here thank you so much yeah it's a pleasure take care everybody and uh, thank you, as always, buddy, for doing this with me. Thank you. Thank you, man. And that uh, uh, yeah, was a great episode. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, thank you, everybody. And stay tuned for the outro. Stay tuned for the outro. Oh, and one more thing. I'm sorry. The, the live episodes will be on the Patreon. Yes. As well. Yes. That's another incentive. Okay. 
right. Love you, everybody. Stay tuned for the outro. (laughs) Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. Really appreciate all the support. If you like the podcast, please share it. Uh, Tell all your friends. Give us a high rating. Like, subscribe, all that jazz. And uh, we're on social media. I'm uh, at not Steve Rogers on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Stephen Rogers Comedy on Facebook and StephenRogersComedy.com. And I am on uh, Twitter, A Chavone, S C H I A V O N E. And on Instagram, I'm Andrew Chavone, same spelling as before. On uh, Facebook, I'm Andrew.Chavone. And my website is AndrewChavone.com. Perfect. Thanks for listening and see you next week, guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>